Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Bovada at Odds podcast. I'm your host, Seth Everett. The head odds maker at BovadaSportsbook.com is the great Patrick Morrow. And Patrick, sometimes you, you know, what does Kenny Rogers say? You got to know when to hold him and when to fold him. <laughs> Bovada might have folded him there last weekend. Wow. What happened? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, we, we should have. We should have stopped offering odds halfway through last Sunday, Seth. It was uh, a banner day for betters at Bavada uh, Sportsbook this past weekend as, uh, you know, definitely our worst Sunday of the year. And uh, we were just running reports to see. How, we have to query our database going back a decade. And uh, it's at least the worst Sunday in the last five years. So we're actually still running those reports. <laughs> but yeah, hey, listen, we, we can't win them all. Uh, and listen, that's what a better opportunity four betters who were crushing those five game, 10 game parlays that Kansas city chiefs come back against Washington, of course is brutal. Uh, Cowboys won a nail biter in overtime. Uh, you know what we lost, but there was again, another week of really, really good football. And uh, where, you know, we're hoping those players just reinvest those winnings and give us a chance to uh, claw back. So good for the players. It was a long Sunday and that's before even another London game. So I'm tired, but it's a good kind of tired. It's the kind of tired that only comes with, an overwhelming fall sports schedule. Yeah. Well, I, I, I look, I, uh, I appreciate that because, you know, in gambling, you know, the house usually wins more than they lose. You know, mm-hmm. that's why there are sports books in the, in the beginning. But, you know, if you, if you pull for unions, if you pull for the little guy, <laughs> you, you, you're pulling for the player. This was a good weekend. One of my bosses overseas, he actually messaged me at four forty in the morning. It's like going to need a debrief on Sunday ASAP. So just just to give that one more extra bit of context as to how the business, uh, you know, I don't usually get those emails, uh, whether it's a good day or a bad day. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 445 in the morning, that was yeah, I rolled out of bed, saw that. And go, oh, God. So, yeah, I'm like I said, I'll, I'll catch up on sleep on Friday. But uh, here we go. Right in the thick of it. You know, it's funny uh, in college football, I was looking at the slate. There are no matchups of a ranked team w- against uh, uh, another ranked team. That, that's a rarity in college sports. And this is one of those weeks where you know you'll have an upset, but I couldn't pick which one. No. And, you know, coming off a week where, you know, you had Georgia, Kentucky, at least you had uh, Oklahoma and some breakout performances there. Uh, you know, there's still storylines in college that matter, but it, it, you're right. It's actually when there's more than 100 Division One teams, Seth, you think you'd have you know, at least a decent matchup, but instead, uh, you know, what you're going to get is just, uh, you know, not too dissimilar from last week, but just a lot of teams looking to hold serve, whether it's Oklahoma, whether it's, uh, you know, Georgia, whether it's Cincinnati at number two, uh, you know, not really, there's not really an opportunity for a team to bolster their credentials, but there's an opportunity for players to bolster their credentials. And, you know, we, we have to talk about Caleb Williams coming out of nowhere He's literally only thrown 59 passes in all of 2021, Seth. But the new OU starter under center and already now a 10 to 1 uh, payout on Heisman odds. Wasn't even listed, but he's that great. And Oklahoma is going to continue to put up those kind of points because they don't play any defense at all in the Big 12. So he's got a real outside chance. And I mean, we're once again seeing that... uh, you know, high profile offenses are going to be, you know, really driving the conversation, you know, whether it's Ole Miss, whether it's, uh, you know, Oklahoma, whether it's even Alabama, Alabama also with a rarity of having no defense at all this year 
has on the flip side allowed them to put up a lot of points. It's forced them to put up a lot of points. So, you know, it has been really interesting to see how the Heisman race uh, developed this year at Bavada, where really, you know, every single week we're talking about a new player that's making meaningful moves on that futures board. Well, you know, it, it's always interesting because, like we said, there are surprises. There come surprises. What do you say about this? And tell me if you have futures odds on this. Uh, Alabama had that stunning loss to Texas A&M. What if I said to you right now, they still win the national championship? Oh, I, I, I'd, I'd say you've got a really good chance with a team like that. You know, looking at the futures odds right now, Alabama is uh, plus 240 at Bavada to win the national championship, putting them just behind Georgia. And this is something that we kind of suspected even after that Texas A&M loss that, you know, the SEC every year, uh, you know, it beats up on itself. But the benefit of that is you are often allowed a one loss SEC championship team uh, to make it into that final four. And with, you know, other conferences not picking up the slack, you know, Clemson is faltering in the ACC. They're maybe not even the best team in the ACC. No one's even paying attention to the Pac-12. The Big 12 with Oklahoma, not looking too hot. But yeah, Alabama right there, plus 240 to win the national championship. But if you don't like to win the national championship, they are minus 160 just to even make it to the playoffs. So at Bavada, you know, we really like a team like the Crimson Tide just to even get in the show. You know, Georgia's right there. Ohio State's right there as well. But yeah, Alabama, we haven't seen the last of them. Well, uh, let's say this. They get into the playoff, they're not losing. Nick Saban's not losing. So it's just about getting in, right? Like, like there is no shame in saying uh, you want to you want to win some money right now. <laughs> they make the playoff. They win the national championship. They are not losing another game this year. Seth Everett calling his shot. You know, we don't usually traffic in absolutes on the Ad Odds podcast, folks, but my stars. There we my go. Goodness. I, I, <laughs> I, if I felt something, I've watched <laughs> Alabama and again. Uh, yes, they lost that game on Texas A&M. They play that game 99 times out of 100. They win 99 of those games. Well, there's not a better coach in college football from the adjusting. Uh, you know, Nick Saban, you know, and, and, you know, and God help the team that plays Alabama after a loss. You know, last week it was Mississippi State that was held the nine points in an absolute drubbing. But yeah, Nick Saban, you know, fills in the cracks and addresses those deficiencies, you know, usually within 24 hours of losing a game like that. Uh, you know, the defense still needs a little bit of work, but they showed some signs of riding that ship. The rest of the way, they're not going to have a tough regular season game. They're hosting Tennessee. They're hosting LSU that uh, is saying, appears to be saying so long to Ed Orgeron. No, they did say goodbye to Ed Orgeron. That buyout is confirmed now. So he's gone after two years. You know, they're going to have Auburn in the Iron Bowl, but Auburn's not going to be great. It's going to be Alabama and Georgia in that SEC championship game. Alabama will have to win that set. Georgia, if they're if Georgia hasn't lost a game, they can lose that game and we can have two SEC teams. So that will be of interest for Georgia to knock off Alabama in that game, just so they don't have to see him again in the playoffs. Because otherwise, yeah, you don't want to play Alabama twice. You don't want to give Nick Saban two chances at anything. Oh, it, it, don't even think about it. You, if you, <laughs> if, it, I'm telling you, don't. It is it is the easiest money you will ever find. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well. It sounds like we're in for another losing week before if we're going to be giving away absolute winners like that. But absolute at least the national winner. championship, absolute winners. Nothing easier than absolutes. <laughs> okay, let's go to the sport where there's a lot less certainty, and that is the National Football League. Uh, Thursday night, if you're uh, hanging out and you're in the United States, do me a favor, log on to my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Seth Everett, and check out our uh, little viewing party, Denver, Cleveland, 
uh, as the that's the Thursday night game. The Denver Broncos lost to the Baltimore Ravens, but I, I the Broncos got off to that nice start. I just want to say this. They are improved. They're not good yet. Cleveland is. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, uh, yeah, I was, I, I gotta say Mia culpa Seth, because I was really big on uh, Cleveland heading into that match against Arizona last week, Arizona, you know, still the only winless or sorry, winless, uh, the only undefeated team in the NFL, which was a massive surprise. I really thought that, uh, Cleveland and that front office would take Arizona to task. I've been down on that coaching staff. I've been down on the fact that that defense isn't really good. And then they got COVID in Arizona right before that game. I thought, ah, there we go. I'm going to look like a genius. Arizona absolutely stomps them. Uh, Cleveland did get in their own way a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's a very interesting three and three matchup. Uh, I personally am a little bit higher on the Browns than I am on a team like the Broncos. Uh, You know, the Broncos, if they're, if they're playing away from home, they're just not that strong. Uh, having said that, the Browns are only three and a half point favorites at Bavada. They are taking about 90% of the action because I think betters are, you know, feeling kind of similar. They're thinking that the Browns are a little bit undervalued in this spot, thinking that maybe they got in their own way on the turnover side of things against that Arizona team last week. I, I don't like Denver on paper. I don't like Denver in the spot. Better seem to agree. Like I said, vast majority of money on the Browns and uh, about 65% of all money on the over of 42 and a half. Uh, let's take a look at some other uh, key matchups, including the Tennessee Titans after their impressive Monday night football performance against the Buffalo Bills. Although I would have kicked the field goal, go for the tie, you're on the road. I don't understand that. Uh, the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry taking on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, really interesting matchup here. And, you know, I the NFL, I, I, I have to, I've been doing this for more than a decade, Seth, and I have to remind myself every week not to overreact. You've been doing this podcast for more than a decade? I, I was just waiting for someone like you to actually do it with me. I've been speaking oh, okay. into the void, uh, you know, some interventions from the wife about, you know, I can hear you mumbling back there to yourself all the time. But so it's nice to actually do this with a partner. But no, I'm in the odds making. I've been doing the odds making for more than a decade. And I still have to remind myself not to overreact week to week. And goodness, last week, I had to remind myself not to overreact to a first half. Last week, the Washington football team versus the Chiefs, a lot of people were pouring out one for the Kansas City Chiefs 2021 season because they are they were in the basement of the AFC West. They looked like they were going to lose another game against Washington. Mahomes had that horrible, horrible turnover where, listen, nobody does improv in the league better than Patrick Mahomes, but the way he just kind of tossed up a wobbler that went about 30 yards in the air, but only five yards forward. Uh, it looked like nothing was breaking for them. On the flip side, you have Titans that uh, you know barely escaped the Monday Night Football. The Bills should have won that game. They were in control for the vast majority of it. I, I, I think it's fascinating that this game is as meaningful as it is when it looked like this could have been a game of you know not two also rans, but you know what are the Chiefs actually doing this year? Looking at the odds of Pavada, the Chiefs are currently five and a half point favorites. They're taking about sixty five percent of the money. Uh, highest over under the week no surprise these teams are creative they score a lot of points they don't play a lot of defense that over under is sitting at 57 i think that's the highest we've seen this season set that should be a good one hopefully uh, fantasy players rostered on both sides meanwhile the baltimore ravens just love ohio uh they've been playing everybody uh in, in ohio the ravens come in five and one and you know they put on a show sunday night uh lamar jackson is just the man uh, he's been great, but so has Joe Mixon and the Bengals. Uh, they're at four and two, the Ravens at five and one. That's another one of those early slot games that can be really, really compelling. 
Absolutely, Seth. And uh, God, another miss. Uh, did I tell you we got killed on Sunday, right? Because, yeah, I, I really liked the Chargers in that matchup uh, against the Ravens. And holy smokes, was I up 34 to 6. I mean, listen, yeah. the Chargers are, they're that one of those teams. An absolute drubbing. Uh, a Frank drubbing, maybe. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> you like that? All right. Uh, so the Chargers, listen, they are one of the most aggressive teams in the league. And that kind of aggressiveness uh, came back to bite them in the butt a little bit this weekend. Uh, yeah, and, but, you know, credit to the Ravens. I've been down on them all year. I was not impressed against the Raiders, not impressed against the Chiefs. They needed a 66-yarder against the Lions. Barely beat the Colts in a game that the Colts should have won. But hey, listen, they're five and one. And that, that's the NFL, really. At the end of the day, we can talk about what should have happened when you only have 16 or this year, 17 games to sort it out. Uh, the results matter than, you know, the sum of the parts and how you got there. And the Ravens are five and one in the AFC North. Uh, I, I'm more compelled by how good the Bengals are this year. And, uh, you know, seeing Joe Burrow regain form after tearing his ACL and all the promise he's had in his young career. I, I think it's fascinating and great to see a team like them playing as well as they are. And, uh, you know, certainly expected to keep it close in the AFC North this year. Looking at the odds for this specific game, the Ravens are six-point favorites at Bavada. They're taking about 75% of all bets. I wouldn't sleep on the Bengals in this one. I think they're a little bit under the radar. I think the Ravens have been punching a little bit above their weight so far this season. But like you said, Lamar Jackson is terrifying back there. His options, whether it's throwing, whether it's, you know, running and dancing and jipping and jiving and, and juking, he is one of the most scary players and one of the more high variance players. It makes it very difficult to pro try and properly price what the Ravens are going to do each week because the sky really is the limit. You know, you might get bad Lamar or he might just dance for 95 yards in front of your eyes. Uh, one of the more compelling matchups absolutely this week at Bavada. It's going to be a fascinating game. And, uh, you know, last week the NFL was... I don't know, not boring. It wasn't boring by any stretch, but the, the New England-Dallas game was compelling and the Tennessee game was really good. There were a handful of good games. It wasn't that like fever pitch like the, uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, for the NFL. So we'll look for a big rebound from the National Football League. Uh, the, the, sne the squeaky sneakers start happening again. The National <laughs> Basketball Association uh, is back for another game. You realize this is the third NBA season uh, since COVID started. It feels like they are constantly playing. Uh, tell me what you're looking for and tell me what Bovada Sportsbook is looking for uh, in the sense of futures in championships, MVPs. Is Kyrie Irving going to play a game? Tell me something. <laughs> something. No, that's, that's what my wife, that's what I do to my wife. She's like, just say anything. I'll just say anything. Oh, but uh, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy, right? This is uh, the third time in ooh, 14 months that I've been going through our NBA configuration on the site to ensure that everything's hunky dory going through future odds again, MVP odds. Uh, it's, you know what? I, I, I know this time last year, I was just so grateful that everything was back. Because we did not know uh, going to late summer how this was going to look and how COVID was going to impact this. And now here we are uh, just over a year later and we have everything. We have NBA's back, NHL's back, college football and NFL's back. God, we have college, college basketball in just two weeks. So that's going to be going on all day, every day. It's almost too much, but it's a good problem to have. And this is why I never got a real job set so that I could complain on a podcast about the NBA being back among everything else. And it's going to be an awesome season. Like, yeah, there's some interesting headlines. What's going to happen with Kyrie? How's that going to impact the Brooklyn Nets? 
who are the uh, favorite at Bovada, regardless of the status. You know, what's going to happen in Philadelphia? Are they able to move Simmons, who was suspended from the team uh, just recently for, you know, he, he wouldn't play defense in practice. So, you know, there's some fun chaos there. Uh, I, I love it. You know, the NBA, if nothing else, it's a star-driven league with a lot of characters. You know, sometimes I may not always agree with what makes these people characters, but uh, listen, that's fun. They keep the eyes on them. And uh, the amount of betting action that we get on an NBA regular Tuesday night, Wednesday, doesn't matter, any day of the week. Those results can help insulate us if we have negative games like those Sundays. So I, I love having it back. I love the betting limits we're going to have for this. Looking at uh, you know what we had for opening night last night, uh, I'm seeing 500. I saw that we had 500 different prop bets available. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be stupid. The live betting is going to be great. Uh, and I love chasing underdogs in live betting, Seth, because with all the three-point shooting we're seeing, we're seeing more comebacks. There's so many more opportunities to hit underdogs. I think it's going to be a great season. And, uh, you know, I'm just glad the NBA is not playing games in London because they'd probably find a way to send uh, Jacksonville or Miami or whoever those equivalents are. And I'm tired of that. (laughs) A one track mind. (laughs) That is Patrick Morrow. (laughs) No NFL games in London. Uh, The NHL is out. The baseball situation. Look, it's not that we don't have the odds. The problem is this podcast, the series are in the middle. They're going to be over by the end of the week. And the World Series, we don't know the matchup yet. So it's any one of a combination. I would say it's pretty safe money to say at the point of this recording, uh, the Boston Red Sox and the Atlanta Braves there. there I'm going out on a limb. But the fact and is, the- is in a seven game series, you never know. And it, it remains to be seen just what's going to be out. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, you know, with series odds and how frequently they're playing these games, it's tough to record this and, uh, you know, give you the latest and greatest because, oh, the Red Sox actually just hit another home run. So uh, we'll have to adjust our live odds now. But uh, no, you know, the, the baseball betting has been great. I wish that they could find a way to, you know, play everything on the weekday. Because listen, uh, if it's on a Saturday or Sunday, I'm not know, paying attention. There's, there's, I know. there's, there's too much. Go- there's, there's college. The college still takes more betting than the World Series do- or the MLB playoffs does. We're not the World Series yet. NFL obviously takes that much more betting and certainly that much more of my interest, whether it's, you know, survivor or fantasy, everything else. It's tough, but listen, I'm, I'm there live betting these games every night myself. So I, I find a way to sneak in, but there's only so many TVs in the Pat Morrow office and it, it's tough to work in MLB. Now that we have NBA back, now that my Leafs are back uh, again, an embarrassment of riches, but a good problem to have. No, no question. It's a good problem to have. He is Patrick Morrow. I am Seth Everett. This has been the Bavada at Odds podcast each and every week on Wednesdays. We come out with a new update with new episode with the latest odds. So looking forward to it as always. Enjoy all the sports. It is October. I always think and we'll leave on this note. I always think that March slash April is April is the best month because you have the opening of the baseball season, the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, and the NCAA tournament. March, April, I like that as the best time. A lot of people say October is the best. You have the start of the NHL, the start of the NBA, NFL's in full swing, college football's in full swing. Oh, and you have the World Series. It's it's a crazy time in sports. Oh, I'm 100% team October. You know, uh, that, that, that first Thursday and Friday of March Madness, you, you can't match that, but yeah, October as a season, they win. It's, it's the best. I'm exhausted. It's a good exhausted. It's, it's where I want to be. It's what I want to do. Uh, like I tell my boss, I'll sleep when I'm dead. 
All right, that's Patrick Morrow. I'm Seth Everett. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week on the Bavada at Odds podcast.